0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is uh, Jay Harwitz with the Amazing Mets Alumni Podcast. I like to welcome old friend, Kevin Burkhart. You know, when I said alumni, I said, Kevin, what position did you play? But we did work together for eight years when you were the sideline reporter for SNY. And all you've done in the last five years is become one of the top broadcasters in the country. You and Charles Davis are the number two team on the NFL football. You host the MLB on Fox pre- and post-game shows with baseball. You do Tampa Bay Bay baseball, do some college basketball. My question is, when do you have time to sleep? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but seriously when do you have time to sleep
0: um february i'll sleep in february i mean you know how it is It's just like it's just part of your routine like right? you get up you do what you got to do and then you don't even realize like that you're tired until you finally have a moment to sleep which you know for your cases and you know maybe the first day of the off season and for me it's it's usually after football season i'll i'll get a nap in finally so but you know what when you when you love what you do, it, you don't even think about it. You're, you're fortunate like I am.
1: I have two stories that tell what kind of guy you are, and uh, I remember one. I don't know if you remember uh, the fall of uh, September 2014 when you left, and the seven line gave you a celebration out, out, and you know in the bleachers out there, and they had the pictures of your your big. Be a big face of your pictures, and not many sideline guys get a send off like you did that day. It just tells you, you know, what people thought of you. That'll kind of make you feel pretty good looking back, right, on your Mets career.
0: It, it, Jay, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. I mean, that uh, you know, to this day, in, in my office here uh, in California, I have the, the banner that the Seven Line made. That you know. Darren made that poster and my uh, t- people signed it with well wishes for me. And, um, I've been hanging up in my office and I'll never forget that. I, I don't even know. I, I still don't know how to put that into words because it was so surreal. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a sideline guy and, you know, I was fortunate to have a good relationship with the fans. You know, I grew up a Mets fan and I think that probably helped. And, um, I had people that night that, that said they they bought a ticket to the game to come say goodbye to me. I mean, it, it was it was one of the most touching things I've ever been involved with. Honestly, I didn't. I still don't know how to react to it because it was so um, kind, and it just. I think that's what makes the Mets special. Is it always? You always felt like there was just, you know, that family. You know, like the fan. The fan. You knew the fans. You know, I. I saw all the same people around the ballpark when I walk around, and and I would. Uh, try to share time with them and have conversations and, and take pictures and stuff. I think that's what makes it, or at least for me, that's what made it special.
1: You always had time for people. Uh, people stopped you. You signed an autograph. You, you didn't blow anybody off. And I think that's what resulted in your send off there because people realized that you gave a damn and you, you never got a big head about anything. And I think that's what made you, you know, special to the fans here. Another thing, I did a little research kevin and one thing uh, i know william patterson honored you and it's really kind of nice i think pam molly who worked with flew back just for the occasion which is a nice thing
0: yeah jay it was really flattering i mean you know how much pride i take in being you know a, a jersey guy right and 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 coming from a small school like william patterson i, I mean um you know I, I don't have to tell you about that about you know being in north jersey and that whole feel and, and you know what it what it represents. And, um, it was really nice. I got the, uh, you know, I got an award from the university and, and that was obviously very flattering and it was cool to go back. And, um, I got a chance to speak to like the, the TV uh, classes and, and the kids in the communication department. And for me, that was really rewarding because I had people do it for me when I was in that spot. So, um, I really enjoyed that. And then, you know, you just, you hope you treat people right. Uh, you know, Jay, every day it's a life's too short to be a jerk. At least I think so. You know, unless someone really gives you a reason to, and, you know, I, hopefully that's what I have done. Um, you know, I, I know you and I have always had our fun over the years and it's always been so easy hanging with you. And we worked together for, for, you know, the the eight years and yeah, for like, you know, for like Pam Oliver who lived in Atlanta, to fly up for that little dinner. I mean, that was that was pretty special. So um, I, I really, you know, I, I don't I don't take that stuff
1: lightly. I remember the first time we spoke. Uh, I mean, I went worked at Fairleigh at William Patterson. You were a pioneer. I was, a knight. I remember we had a discussion how good a baseball player Jeff Albies was. He was a star player at uh, William Patterson and had a pretty good semi pro career. Uh, uh. Did you did you work with Jeff at all?
0: Yeah, yeah, Jay, for sure. Yeah, we talked about that a lot. I worked I worked with Jeff for a long time, Jeff was actually at that dinner too. Jeff is, uh, you know, it, it's funny, like the symmetry because um, you know, Jeff for years coached with Bob Wallerhan, who was, uh, a high school official in North Jersey forever. Now, Bob's son, Mike coaches the team. So I talked to Mike all the time and, uh, you know, try and support the team. And, um, but Jeff was something else because, you know, back then, you know, we were just dumb kids. We had no idea what was going on. And, you know, we would meet with Jeff and he would, you know, he w- it was like a production meeting like he would tell us what was going on and we'd talk about the team and he would give us stuff for the broadcast so it was it was about as professional as you could possibly be and it really it really helped prepare me you know going forward for you know how to do i mean not that i had any clue at that point but it, it was just it was good practice to get into uh, of how to do a baseball game and not only that but just learn about the game so uh, he was a big part of
1: that Kevin, well, how much did you learn from Gary Cohn? like in your position now when you were with the Mets You know, people defer to you. You know, Gary would throw it to you, and now it's the other way around. You gotta, you 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 know, you gotta play off of Charles Davis or whoever you're working with. What did you learn from being around Gary for eight years, doing play by play?
0: Yeah, it's probably it's probably way too much that I can share in in in, you know in this time frame, Jay. I mean, I, I I think you know how much respect I have for him, and and I certainly did before I got into that job, and and then we became you know really close friends and. He just he's so good at, at everything he does and you know to be honest you know I, I was always the hard worker I've been since I was a kid so that was never um, a problem for me but you know uh, we would you know especially early on you know I would work my tail off because I didn't want to disappoint him um, you, I wanted to have you know I wanted to make sure that my stuff was good and you know really added value to the broadcast because I didn't you know I, I wanted to earn his respect and you know I think I did that. And, and then we became really close and he helped me, you know, and when I would fill in for him and stuff, he would, I would ask him and he would give me some pointers, which were huge. Um, I, I just think his work ethic, his attention to detail, um, uh, you know, how he cares himself and, uh, everything from him. I mean, I, I just, he's one of the guys that I respect as much as anybody, uh, in this industry. So it was, uh, it was a real pleasure to get to spend that time with him. And, you know, I think the other thing for him, Jay, and you know, this, you've dealt with a lot of people over the years, right? Not everybody who is in that position would be so welcoming to a quote, you know, a younger uh, guy, whatever you want to say it, because, you know, my aspirations were to do, you know, play, play never there. Gary should retire with that job. He, he's amazing. But I think a lot of people would treat the new guy, you know, as kind of an outcast and, he never did that. He was always welcoming. How can he help me? How can he make me better? I, I, I can tell you that not everybody in that position is like
1: that. Uh, Kevin, how how long did it get you to feel accustomed to working with guys like Aaron and and David Ortiz and, and Frank Thomas? You know, I mean, did, did, how long did it take you to, to fit in, know what they wanted, and to be for you to be comfortable around those kind of people?
0: You know, Jay, it, it was it was pretty early. I never really felt uncomfortable with them. Um, you know, I never really felt like I had to do anything other than be me. I think, I think with them is the most important thing is, is you make them feel like comfortable and you make them, you you have to know like what their strengths are, what their weaknesses, are, what they like and what they don't like. And then I think, you know, to their credit, they've always been so awesome. They respect me and respect, you know, my judgments. And so, um, You know, I never felt like I had to endear myself to the guys. I I just felt like it just kind of happened naturally that it's just, you know, guys talking baseball and then you get to know them and see what they like and what they don't like um, and what they're good at and maybe what they're what they're not as good at. So I just felt like it was pretty seamless, which is saying something, you know, I mean, we're in, you know, we're watching these playoff games and I'm with, you know, the status of these guys, right? I'm in the room and the amount of home runs that I'm sitting next to and we're just shooting the breeze. And they listen to my ideas. They don't have to listen to my ideas. Who will I? I'm just a talking head. But to their credit, they they want to know what I think. And I think the other thing, Jay, is when we're on the air, I can bust their chops, you know? So here's like Frank Thomas, who's a hall of famer, one of the greatest players of all time. And I could bust his chops about whatever his NewGenics pills or something like that. And he laughs and he loves it. Um, so it takes, it takes their end to really make it work. Right. Cause if they weren't like that, the show wouldn't be as fun, but they, they're like bringing on. So I, I give them all the credit.
1: Kevin, with baseball with the Mets, you were playing every day. Now you're in, in football mode. You're preparing for one game a week. Basically, is it different? I mean, how how long does it take you to prepare for a game? Is it a couple hours a day, or, or or you know, which like normal? Like you have to get you know for a normal game. You know, how how long does it take you to prepare for one game?
0: It's 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 all week, Jay. I mean, it's pretty much. You know, I'd say I probably put in. I don't know, thirty hours when I'm home and I'm home, you know, Monday, Monday till usually late Thursday when I leave cause we have meetings and practice with the home team on Friday. This week we got a Saturday night game, so I'm actually leaving. Um, but it's on the West Coast, so I'm leaving Thursday morning. But you know, essentially we get I get three and a half days home and three and a half days on the road. So the three and a half days I'm home, I got to do a ton of prep to get ready for the next game. And then, When we go to the site, the prep just continues um, and and keeps on really until Sunday morning for the game. So it's it's a constant thing to get to the point where you're comfortable, where you have everything ready to go. Um, And I think the beauty of it, the only difference with it, you know, whereas baseball, you're every day, you could do it on your own time, right? So if I have Something going on Monday or a family thing or whatever, you know, I could spend 15 hours getting stuff done on Tuesday. It's, it's as long as I get it done by Sunday and I'm ready to go. It doesn't really matter how.
1: Do you, do you get back east much at all, Kevin, or mostly you're, you know, out there most of the time?
0: In fact, I mean, I'm. It's funny, Jay, because most of my football games are on the East Coast, so I'm on. Uh, I'm on the long flights every week usually, um, and then as far as getting back to the Northeast, I mean, I get back to the family because both. My family and my wife's family are still in Jersey. So we probably get back, I don't know, four times a year.
1: Do you miss the snow at all, Kev?
0: <laughs> um, I don't, Jay. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, I, look, there are a lot of things of the East Coast that I missed. Um, the, everyone says you miss the seasons. Yeah, I don't. I like 70 degrees. I'm not, I'm not going to lie.
1: <laughs> Have you worked with Terry Collins, who work for Fox? Have you had a chance to work with him much?
0: I did. I did. Not, not a ton. He didn't do, um, a ton of stuff this year. I mean, I want to say he did like 10 shows, but I did work with him and, um, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> all those years we, you know, we worked essentially together when he was managing the match and it was pretty cool to sit on a desk with him. We had some laughs and, you know, he shared a lot of good stories as you can imagine that didn't make the, air, <laughs> that couldn't make the air. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I don't have to tell you, but, uh, we had a good time. I'll tell you what, you know, if he really wants to do it, um, you know, like on a, more full-time basis. He certainly could do it. Um, I I know that's not a shock to you, but he's, he's got, he's got the wherewithal to do it and he's got the chops and he's not afraid to say, say his opinion. So I'd be curious to see what he decides to do going forward. I loved it; it was fun having him out here. Uh, but we'll see if he, you know, does more or just kind of stays with uh, dipping his toes in the water, so to speak.
1: Hey, Kevin, I want to again thank you for your time. You're a good friend, and you never forgot your roots, and uh, and that's why the people still love you back here, Kevin. So all the best to you, and you know, get better with your, your 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 throat, and hope to see you soon.
0: Jay, you know I love you, miss you, buddy. Thanks for having me on.
1: Okay. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate you. Man. Thanks. For